0: But when she started cutting my hair, she was like, it, yeah, your hair's damaged," and she cut, and then she cut some more. And I don't know how other people feel, but sometimes I just feel like when the more you see the hair falling on your shoulder, you're ready for her to spin you around in the chair so you can get a glance in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And finally, when I got that glance in the mirror, I was like, "Wait a minute, my hair is looking short." <laughs> but I was kind of fearful to say. How low are you gonna
1: go? Welcome to Afro's Locks and Dooms, the podcast celebrating natural hair. Black culture. And black business. Today's episode is Halloween, Carrie Forrest. Woo, that's a mouthful. (laughs) And the question (laughs) of the day is, what's the worst experience you have ever had with your hair? Was it highlights, perms? Bang, bad hair day, hairstyle gone wrong. Did you get gum stuck in it? Do you still have nightmares about it? We want to know all the juicy details.
2: Mm-hmm. We
1: want to help anybody else to avoid any hair woes and just kind of prevent that in the future. But first...
3: What's on our feed on Halloween? Um, you you want to so, okay. go first? Okay. All right. Um, so on my feed... Regarding Halloween, a couple of things I've noticed. Uh number one, even with my own kids, I mean, uh, actually this year, so the kids' Halloween costumes are kind of going away from the masks.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Because
3: you know what, and I'm cool with that, and I wish they had that when I was a kid. Well, I kind of did because we didn't always have masks. Sometimes we just kinda got into our mom's uh makeup and put some on our face and with a wig and <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh my God.
3: Other times it was only a mask. (laughs) We didn't get like the entire costume. Uh, But, you know, those little little masks are plastic. They're hot. You know, it's hard to breathe through sometimes and hard to see. So it's kind of cool. Like, you know, my youngest has uh, a little minions outfit. And really, it's just like the little overall with the little yellow shirt and the little hat with little minion eyes uh, from like Despicable Me. And that's it. There's no mask. And so. Um, so, yeah, so I, I've noticed the masks are going away for a lot of the, the kids costume. Um, the second thing I've noticed. Michael Myers seems to be making a comeback. <laughs> Is there a new Halloween movie coming out or something?
1: Yes, there are.
3: OK, I think
1: it might already be out, but I think. it's already
3: uh, Yeah, I out. think it would be. Yeah. OK, and now it makes sense because I'm seeing like Michael Myers everywhere. <laughs> And so I'm like, when did he become popular <laughs> again?
1: Michael never left. You know that. You're right.
3: We've killed Michael him like 30... every Halloween. Exactly. We've killed him like 35 times. He keeps coming back. And so I exactly. <laughs> clearly exactly. he's immortal. But what's so funny about it, I've been seeing a lot of the dancing Michael Myers online. <laughs> so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't remember Michael Myers being quite a dancer, but uh, it seems a good thing. So dancing Michael Myers, so I thought that was interesting. Um. Oh, that's funny.
1: That's funny. I've seen a couple of them, so yeah, you're right. I've seen one with it was like the three of them. It was Jason, Michael, and Freddy Krueger all dancing together.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was a good one. So what have you been
2: seeing?
1: So my favorites this year were I had two of them. One of them is Sierra. Sierra paid tribute to the late Selena by doing a video of uh, "Bitty Biddy Bum Bum. And so that was really cute. And it was on Instagram. And then my other favorite was Heidi Klum. And she's always doing something very much out of the box, out of the norm. But this year, she did something like zombie-like, really uh, scary. But her quote was, Never look back. The past is always a wilderness of horrors. But one of my favorite uh, costumes that she did was the Jessica Rabbit. I thought that was really cute, so.
3: For our younger guests, you may not know who Jessica Rabbit is,
1: <laughs>
3: but. Uh, <laughs> okay, that's right. She was the female cartoon <laughs> love interest on Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And right. uh, she got a lot of little teenage boys uh,
1: <laughs>
3: revved up in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yes. And so it, look, it sparked like my reality. interest. Really. <laughs> it really sparked my interest to see what the Halloween costumes were for this year. And mm-hmm. so they said the top ten, according to um, I think it was USA Today. I don't have the exact okay. article, but I think it was USA Today. Um was which? I was like, who's which is a yeah, you know, I guess yeah,
2: which is I never left yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: love- but it could have been because of the movie the remake Hocus Pocus. Okay,
3: okay, okay. I was mm-hmm. going to say, is there a specific witch they mm-hmm. were doing or just witches in general?
1: I just, it just said witch on the thing. And then um, Rabbit, and I was like, Rabbit. So that's why it made me think of maybe who frame right, rabbit. you know, just right. So that's mm-hmm. why it's like, okay, <laughs> Dinosaur, Spider Man, Cruella Deville, because, you know, that did come yeah. out this year too.
3: The, yeah, the Cruella, the Cruella mm-hmm. movie, I heard yeah. was good. I haven't watched it yet, but I heard it was I
1: know. I need to, I need to watch that too. Um, fairy.
2: Not mm-hmm. sure.
1: Harlequin, Harlequin, cowboy, clown. Of course, clowns and course Chucky. Clown. Yeah. But Chucky came back out too, right? Chucky has like a series. I said, like, "Who? Uh, yeah, did Chucky on like, series?
3: uh, is it sci-fi or I, I think, think it's sci-fi so. that the new um so. Chucky series is on." I, know, I have not watched. I heard that. I've also heard good things about that.
2: Okay, and
1: so that really made me think about: Is there anything in particular that freaks you out?
2: Hmm.
1: For me, it's like the dolls, like like little Chuck, like not necessarily Chucky in particular, but you know, people who like, like keep dolls, like with the eyes. <laughs> uh-uh. Nope. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't do, <laughs> I don't do life-size dolls. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. No. Anything in particular for you?
3: No, I'm not one of those people who you know who is afraid of clowns or you know the whole uh, what's the clown in it, Pennywise. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. No, um, you know, as a kid, I loved I loved uh, horror movies. So okay. the, the you know the Freddy movies <laughs> okay. were actually funny to me, and the reason I'm laughing now is because I saw something uh it was a post I don't remember if it was on I wouldn't say it was on Instagram and it said <clears throat> black people don't call horror movies by the movie name we call it by the villain name Right.
2: <laughs>
3: and I just did it I said the Freddy movies but the name of the movies are Nightmare on Elm Street so right. I don't think I've ever called that movie Nightmare on Elm Street <laughs> it's always been Freddy <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> I am good. I am. Um, I don't like to be scared, and I think it's because mm-hmm. I live alone and things like that. So I don't even play yeah. with with the scary stuff. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Nope. Gotcha. Nick, like when they started showing the previews of uh, Mike Myers, I just put my head down. Nope. <laughs> I don't need to see nothing.
3: <laughs> I haven't seen a lot of the more recent horror movies. Like, um, what's the uh, what's the one with the puppet?
1: Mm, I don't know. Don't ask me. I'm not watching <laughs> none of them. <laughs> none of them. <laughs> it. With like
3: the white face and the little red circles on his face. I can't remember the, the name of it, but I haven't seen any of those movies. There are like three of them out now, right? I think. Um, let's see if I can look at it real quick. Oh, uh, Saw? Go. Saw. Yeah, I haven't seen any of those. And there's
1: a lot of saws
3: Yeah. Yeah. I think Chris Rock is in the last one, right? That just yeah, came out once I or, like I think the, like, so. Last summer. No, yeah. But it,
1: I won't see it though but I <laughs> believe
3: you. <laughs> what if someone's with one,
1: you? I saw one saw, and that mm-hmm. was enough for me. And when, the very first one, and that guy got up and walked up at the end, I said, this whole... Oh, <coughs> mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> mm-mm, mm-mm. Everybody, mm-mm. no,
2: no. I'm
1: good. Nah, the scariest...
3: The scariest horror movie for me was, uh, what's the one... The one everybody's scared of. Remember the one where the load of uh, logs fell off the back of the truck? Uh, oh,
1: Final Destination. I will Final Destination. Yeah,
3: now that's the horror books. movie because there was no real it's villain. Just- the villain was just death in general. Just, yeah. you know, dying crazy ways. And to Doesn't this day, me. I would not drive behind a log truck. It. I'm passing that joint. I don't care if oh, I got to go 90 gosh. miles an hour to get around
1: it. <laughs> and you know, the funny story is those are my favorite. I will watch all of them. <laughs> all of those. <laughs> those are my favorite. Um, yes. And the only one that was odd out of, all the, out of all the movies of Final Destination was the very first one because that one was not random. Right. They all, all the others were random except for the very first one where the water came from in the toilet and he slipped right. on it. And then well, the water like, went you back. Know-
3: the girl in the dentist's office and little thing oh, falling my on my mouth. That's
1: yeah, crazy nah. stuff,
3: right? The teen in uh, beds. Doc, right. Like, uh, yes. can you move this from over my head, please? <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, <laughs> when gosh. you walk out this room. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. It was a little too real. A little too real. The Ain't no
3: guy walking around with, you know, uh, uh, steak knives for fingernails in <laughs> real life. But- <laughs> 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 But the other stuff, yeah, that could really happen. So, no.
1: Right. Okay. Well, we <laughs> have, we're going to have a good show today. I think we do. I can feel it. I can feel it.
3: We do. So, um, I'm sure we all remember the uh, Gorilla Glue Girl from last, was it last year oh. was it earlier this year? I think it was earlier this year.
2: Ah. Uh,
3: what's the name, Tessica Brown? Who um, put the gorilla glue <laughs> in her hair? I thought it was right. gorilla snot gel, I think it was supposed to be. Gorilla um,
1: snot, yes. I had some in my dress. Okay. Not to <laughs> be confused with <Right. laughs>
2: gorilla glue, right?
3: Right. So, you know, I'm sure, you know, she was quite traumatized by that. And uh, that is absolutely a hair, whoa, a scary, hairy situation. Uh, but we want to hear Ooh. your stories. So some friends of the show are going to call in and Whoa. tell us their stories. And we're going to hear about, you know, their, their horror stories uh, regarding their hair. Um, mm-hmm. Aja, you got one?
1: I Oh, hmm, which one do you want? Um, <laughs> uh, I actually have one about a friend of mine who had sure. asked me, this is way back, this is like high school. Okay. And she had asked me to dye her hair for her. I was like, okay, sure. Oh. So go to her house. And she we dyed it black, I think, or brown. I can't remember. So we went, you know, dyed it brown. Everything was really cute. Mm-hmm. And also the same day she went in highlights. You know oh. I ain't never did no highlights. <laughs> Blonde highlights at that, Okay.
2: okay? So... <laughs> this
1: was before like youtube and all that stuff so it wasn't like googling you know we weren't googling this stuff back in the day to you know trying to find out how to do this so i started in the back of her head so by the time i got to the front i was out of
3: (laughs) you ran out of dye
1: (laughs) (laughs) so her highlights was like orange at the top and like blonde, and the, oh, and I had did them straight down the middle because I didn't know what I'm. Oh, I don't even think she went to school the next day. I don't, I don't remember seeing her. Um,
3: so this is like yeah, in high
2: school.
1: This was high school, yeah. Because I, I remember like parting her head, and doing like the, and you know nowadays they, the highlights are completely different, you know. But yeah, I, I did it. Um, the middle of her head and then I started at the back and went up and so by the time I got to yeah the top there was nothing left we had a little bit left and so yeah she was orange streaks at the top and uh, I don't think she wanted I don't think she was going for that kind of Halloween hairstyle (laughs) Um, today she actually style.
3: You'd be straight in 2021.
1: <laughs> oh gosh, you know. Thankfully, we're still friends. Um, oh you know. But yeah, that was that was. I was like, one. Oh, so sorry. <laughs> don't ask me no more. <laughs> I don't really know how to do it. Mm. Yeah. That was my one doubt.
2: Wow.
3: Mm. Do you have one? Not personally, no. Um, not anything that's really bad that's happened to me specifically. Uh not really uh, i have one i'm debating if I should tell it. it's not about me though uh it's about one of my brothers and so
1: uh <laughs> oh this sounds juicy <laughs> all
3: right so he's gonna kill me for telling the story
1: but, <laughs> don't share this episode with him okay
3: this <laughs> <laughs> is one of my brothers i want to, so if you know me you know i have two brothers and i won't tell you which one maybe that'll i don't know but anyway So, it was one day, uh, I was in high school, and I came home from basketball practice, and when I got home, so clearly, I don't know who brought me home, because it wasn't my parents, because they were already home. So, anyway, I walked in the house, and everybody's just dying laughing. I'm like, what is so funny? So, but nobody can, nobody would tell me, because they can't tell me, because they were laughing so hard. I'm like, what is so funny? (laughs) And like, when I say everybody, I mean literally everybody. And so even my dad, who was a really quiet man, if you know my dad, you know, he's very quiet. And, but he was laughing hard, which is super, super rare. Uh, and so I'm like, okay, something gotta be like crazy funny if he's laughing hard. So I'm laughing, laughing, laughing. And so everybody's laughing. And my mom's like, well, go see your brother. I'm like, okay. So I go see him. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, nothing. I'm like. Okay. <laughs> but he has this bandana on his head. And I'm like, what's up with the bandana? And they were like, my mom's like, take the take the bandana off. And he won't do it. And so, <laughs> so I'm like, what's so funny? He's like, take the bandana off. So I start wrestling him around and I snatch it off. And so what happened was he tried to cut his own hair. Uh, cause he had a field trip the next day. And it was like, I guess it was like a Wednesday or something. It was in the middle of the week. And we lived in the country. And so You couldn't go to the barber shop on a Wednesday, Uh, so Mm. uh, and my parents went because you could like the next town, but my parents weren't going to do that. I mean, it's Wednesday, and so anyway, um, so as soon as I saw it, I fell out on the floor laughing because, like, in the I guess he didn't realize the difference between like clippers and trimmers. Of course, trimmers you can't adjust, and like the blade is just goes straight to you know your head. And, of mm-hmm. course, with the clippers, you can adjust the blade. It can cut closer or not so close, depending on how you adjust it or put on the yeah. guard or whatever. Anyway, so, like, in the very top of his hair, he was, like, this square <laughs> so, where he tried oh, to cut his God. hair down. So, <laughs> it was too funny. And so, basically, it was kind of like a George Jefferson, you know, like, with the not a lot of hair on the top and the hair on the sides, because, of course, he, I guess, he tried to cut off the top but then realized he wasn't making any progress and just kind of stopped. So, anyway, uh, we had to end up cutting like, well, he it was he was basically bald for his hair, for his field trip, but uh, that was hilarious.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: you had to see it. Oh, man. I I'm pictures. sure it
1: is. You know, like, because, like, when you're in it, it's just, it's I know it was funny. Right. Um. So.
3: I know it's
1: funny oh goodness okay okay well we've got we'll be back and when we come back back. we'll get into some other hair woes some hairy (laughs) Halloween wait what did I say the title was (laughs) 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 wait a minute minute. it (laughs) is
3: I don't know what it is (laughs)
1: Wait
3: a <laughs> uh, Halloween
1: it... Harry Hoarder. Oh God! Oh. Halloween Harry Horner.
3: Yeah, not Horner. Okay. No one is. Right.
1: He's not. All right, Horner here. Oh, wouldn't that be something? <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, okay. We'll be back. Y'all. We'll be back.
1: <laughs> Don't mind us. We'll be back. <laughs>
3: Halloween Hairy Horrors.
2: <laughs> yes.
3: So. <laughs> <laughs> so you might recognize that voice. Our first friend of the show that's calling in uh, is our friend Fatima. Fatima uh-huh. Curry of Myriad Natural. Hey, Fatima. Yeah.
4: Hey, how y'all doing?
3: Good. Welcome back. Welcome back.
1: <laughs> Good
4: to be
3: <laughs> All right, Fatima. What happened?
4: Okay, so I think the answer I gave you was um, that real bad perm, because I have plenty of real bad hair stories, but we'll just go with the perm. (laughs) (laughs) So, or the first real bad perm, one of them. Anyway, so um, in all fairness, I won't say that it was the stylist or the, you know, the shop that I went to. A part of it was some hormonal changes as well i think so um around that time that's when i first um, found out that i was a diabetic so i had to take some new medications gotcha. but from what i remember i went in the store with all my hair <laughs> oh, my <laughs> i didn't come out with all my hair like seriously, so okay, so it was this, there's a shop in Columbia. I don't know if it's still in operation, but they used to do um services that were extremely economically efficient. <laughs> so <laughs> and that and that might have been where I messed up, it happens. So um all I know is I, you know, I was getting a relaxer at the time. That was my relaxed days. And <laughs> I, um, you know how shops are, you know, a lot of women talk across the shop and this, mm-hmm. that, and the third, nothing big. But then I was like, um, it's heating up, you know, um, flame on, we need to figure <laughs> out what we going to do <laughs> because, and so she, was, and she, she was rinsing my hair out, you know how that goes and everything, something just felt off. And so then my normal stylist, she wasn't there. So she gave me to this other lady. And homegirl styling my hair, because back then I would, you know, just get a, a relaxer and then I would just get um, like a roller set because it was just easier to just have curls or even have it, you know, my hair straight. So um, she did a roller set and then I went under the dryer. And I'm like, why is it really, really hot? In the back of my head, this one big spot, it just seemed like it was just boiling over and over. It was just hot. Like, like all the heat from the dryer was focusing on this one spot Yikes. Oh <laughs> and man. I did not know oh. why. So I get from under the dryer, she styles me up, I pay her, I tip her, I get on my way and I'm like, okay, you know, and I'm walking out like I'm cute. So <laughs> you know, it's hard for me to not be cute, but anyway, <laughs> so, <laughs> <working>. <laughs> okay, just working it, living my life, so I, you know, put my bonnet on, go, and it must have been a couple of days, and then I went, um, and, you know, I don't know about anybody else, but I don't really concentrate on the back of my head, I just make sure that the front look, you know, pretty decent, I kind of feel around, I might look in my mirror right quick, just to make sure everything's okay, but I'm not Focusing on the back, or I didn't used to at that time. So a couple days later, I am taking a walk, and I'm like, "Why is there so much breeze <laughs> in the back of my head?"
2: Oh, yeah. And I'm like, "What?" Oh, wow. I go home.
4: I make it back from my walk. I go home. there's this giant ball spot in the back of my head.
2: Oh my
4: gosh! Wow. A giant ball spot. And oh. my yeah, it was and it was clean. It was smooth, like baby. <laughs> There was no it was no breakage. They left. They packed up and they left.
1: Le- oh Lord. They left. They packed
4: up. They took they took the furniture. They took all the clothes. They took the grocery. They took everything. They left. It was just, it was just pretty brown skin baby. That's all it was. And so I told my mom because my mom used to be a hairdresser too. And um, so she told me she was like, Yeah, you need to put her on notice. You need to go. And they need to, you know, help restore your hair. So they told me to get this one treatment that everybody used to get. And I forgot what it is. It's like all or something in the little glass containers and you put it on your hair. But then like I had, I ended up, hair started falling out in other places. So I had a total of like eight spots in my head. Wow. But, yeah. So like, but that was, that one in the back was the biggest. So, you know, You know, as black women, we make uh, a, we make lemonade out of lemons. So I went and got me a nice little, um, a nice little, uh, a a ponytail updo Mm -hmm. and mama wore that (laughs) until that hair started coming back. So I did end up having to go to the dermatologist where she would, um, give me shots in my scalp and I would have, and she would massage it. So, and then the hair eventually came back and it was upsetting. Because, you know, as a woman, that's our crown. Yeah. Especially as a black woman, that's our crown. Of course, yeah. So it's like, it was really upsetting. But then I was just like, okay, you, you look cute in this up That's all right. You know, it'll come back. And I just made sure I massaged that area and um, those areas, excuse me. And I put my ponytail on every day until it came back.
3: Wow. Did you let the stylists know what happened?
4: Yes, I did. Let I let the owner know okay. what happened. I was like, "Well, we're not going <laughs> yeah, okay. go to. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go through you first because you are liable for the whole shop." And yeah. then she took me to the she took me to the stylist that did my hair that day.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: And she was like, "She was like, yeah, I thought you knew you had a ball spot." And I'm like, I'm like "No, mm-hmm. I had absolutely no idea." But either way, if you, even if you thought I knew, you didn't just say. Hey girl, you know you got a big ass ball right in the back of your head. Like, right. <laughs> right. You know, say, you by no the way, head. right? Like, just, just so we're on the same page, right? <laughs> you have, you currently
3: yeah. have so a did, boss they, plus back your head. Right. So, did yeah. they give you your money back or anything, or was there? Any no, kind of they was just
4: like, I think she did do my hair, like, for free, maybe a couple of times. But I do remember like a lot of stylists in the shop making a big deal, like they didn't want to do my hair.
2: Like it messed up. I mean <laughs> and yeah. I
4: mean, and I get it. I I'm not gonna act like I don't get it because you don't wanna be held responsible for somebody else's mistake or whatever happened. Right. Yeah. But somebody gotta fix this. Right. <laughs> and it ain't me. So yeah. So I mean, I yeah, I think they did like a couple of free hairdos and that was it so it wasn't that many how long did it take to to grow back i mean it that's the thing i think with going to the dermatologist it didn't take it took it took a few months
2: and then like
4: after after like what happened with the stylist because they was like i don't want to do her hair she like in the in the shop for real like in front of everybody so um, I think I let them fix it once or twice, and then I just went to somebody else. And so I expect I I explained to the lady that okay, this is what go, what's going on. Or you know, do you feel comfortable taking me on? And she was like, yeah. And so going going to her, my hair did come back. It was starting to come back already. So it, it did take a couple of months, maybe. You know a few months maybe half a half a year maybe six months for it to come back um you know so so it wouldn't look off does that make sense right
2: yeah
4: yeah just because you could kind of see through my you know through, through my scalp but then um some things happened and I ended up leaving that stylus too and the next stylus I went to she t- my hair was back at that time but she also told me she said she knew from the way my, the the texture of my hair, she was like, your hair fell out right here, didn't it? And I was like, yeah, how'd you know? She's like, because your hair feels different in that section. So it was like, even though my hair came back, it was like a different grade or texture of hair. She was like, your hair in this spot feels like doll hair. And then over here, it just feels, you know, coarse or whatever. So it was, it grew back. It just grew back different the whole i guess the whole experience kind of changed
1: wow yeah
4: Ooh. my hair mm-hmm. yeah
1: that's one yeah
4: and so that's that's
5: just one
1: story <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad you overcame it though right. i'm glad you had a good uplifting spirit about it and you know you didn't really let it really you know, bring you down like it really could at you know well I mean it, it brought me down I'm not gonna act like
4: it didn't bring me down like I, child I was in the bed crying <laughs> at night but after a while I was like my mom kept saying you know God in the rain will bring it back and I just kept saying that to myself and and then you know especially once I got the the, the updo um, ponytail I felt better because I was you know what
2: you that little point
4: I was like, Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because it was like it's like right now. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> like okay, so you just gonna come through and be sexy well? <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. But it's just like it's just it. You know, it's just like you gotta kind of get over that point. You don't. It's like have your moment to grieve because that at the end of the day it's a loss. So you yeah. gotta have your mom, You have to have your moment to grieve. But you can't, I'm just somebody who, who I can't stay there. Like, I can grieve, but I can't say, say it. I have to move on. So yeah. that's that's all I had to do. That's that's, that's all I could
2: do, really. <laughs> you know? Well, thank so, you well, for sharing this. Yeah. Absolutely. That,
3: and I'm sorry you had to go through that. But I know you said you had to go, you know, you went to someplace that was uh, economically efficient. Look, so uh, let's not go to mm-hmm. Lorraine's um uh, hair Mm-mm. Lorraine's hair tire and, right uh, rib shack no more <laughs> so- <laughs> right oh um,
4: we used to we used to laugh about that all times I used to tell I used to call it um I think I used to call it like nuck nucks. The hair Emporium and, and stuff like that. We so, should do that too. It's like okay, you get the oil change, you can get um your hair done, and you can get you uh, a bacon egg and cheese sandwich in the same spot.
2: Yeah, let's so. not do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Not no
4: more. Not no more. Mm-hmm. So, right, but man. yes, that was my that was that was one of my stories. You just let me know if you yeah. want the other one. <laughs> 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 Well, thank you for having me on. I appreciate y'all.
3: All right. Thank you, you for joining us. Enjoy the
4: rest of your <laughs> <the> day. <laughs> y'all do the same and stay safe. All
1: thank right. Thank you. All <laughs> right. right. Bye. Bye. So our next friend of the show is Miss Jody. Hi, Jody. Good morning, everyone. How are Hi. you? I'm well, thank you for asking. How are you? good we are good we are we want to know your story that's what we want to know so tell us about your yes (laughs) well um
6: i've had locks for many years
2: okay Um, how many years
6: I started my lock journey February, 1998. Okay. Wow. And ended, um, right before I got married, right after I got married. So I would say 2014. I don't remember the exact, um, date, but it was 2014. So that's how many years I had my locks and I was very um, particular about how my hair was um, my hair was styled. Okay. I religiously styled my well. I st- to start from the very beginning. I started my locks myself. I I wore perms and and braids. And so um, when I started it, I used beeswax and I chopped it all off. I did the big chop and twisted it myself. And right. so, um, I was, I thought I was very good with hair back then. So I, I continued that journey and religiously every two weeks, uh, twisted, washed, twisted and styled my own hair. Okay. And Thank because you. I preferred a very neat trimmed look, um, I was a health, I am a healthcare professional. I like to look, and I thought of myself as stylish back then too. So, hey.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like
6: looking good and um I received compliments on my hair almost on a daily basis, multiple times. So I I enjoyed the attention of having nice tightly coiled, twisted hair locks. I also enjoy different styles that I enjoyed curly hair, straight hair. Um so I use lots of different things like um curling rods you know, um, to curl and to twist. And I also braided my hair very tightly for that wavy look. And mm-hmm. I did many things like that religiously every two weeks. I I just enjoyed it. I used oils and I used beeswax mm-hmm. to keep it very tight and neat. And so with that said, I would say, um, how many years is 1998 to now, to, to 2014? That would be...
3: 23
6: yes so, you're quick Charles <laughs> I'm still counting my fingers <laughs> right.
1: you know I didn't say a word right
6: <laughs> so, I'm gonna go for it I'm gonna trust you on that so for 23 years uh, according to Charles <laughs> I coiled and twisted my hair um and my hair, my locks grew very long. I, I also trimmed them. So they went from my, you know, the nape of my back back to my shoulders. And and so that was lots of weight also when they were longer and I twisted mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. So um I had no reason to cut my hair. I still love them. They were, they were beautiful, according to me and other people. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted, um, I guess I got, you know, married and I felt like I wanted to do something different. I saw all these like braid styles and wig styles and and, um, natural twist out styles that I wanted to try. So I said, ah, let's do this. So I told my husband to cut my hair. He was a barber as a child, a teenager and young adult. So he was reluctant, but he did. He chopped it off. And what I found initially was that my hair looked nice and thick. But as I went into doing braids and cornrows and different types of natural hairstyles, I learned that my hair um, had thinned a lot as my hair grew. You know, when your hair is in an afro, you really can't see the thickness or the thinness of your hair so much. Mm -hmm. But as your hair grows, you really see. And what I learned was that I started to have not started, but I had thinning in my scalp from my scalp. So, um, almost like an alopecia, um, but it was so generalized throughout my scalp that it I couldn't pinpoint any particular area. It was just generalized thinning. And I used to have extremely thick um hair from the scalp, but I didn't have that anymore. And I also noted my my girlfriend who's a hairdresser, she cornwood my hair and asked me about it. She says, why do you have these um, blotches almost, you know, these thinning areas all over your scalp? And I just realized that all those years of tightly coiling my hair my locks um, mm-hmm. had damaged my hair follicles. And so my mm-hmm. um, hair just wasn't growing in its, in its thickness. It could also have been attributed to, you know, having my children as well. I have, I have twin girls the hormonal changes as well, mm-hmm. because the thinning progressed, it didn't stop. So, um, right now I, I'm, I'm trying to be more gentle with my scalp. Um, if I do braid my hair, when I, I, I like braided hair, I, I don't have them braided tight or I do it myself so I could control the tension. Okay. And, um, and that's pretty much my story. You know, I would recommend anyone who wants to, um, have locks or, um, Hairstyles that are pulling and causing tension on the scalp. To be mindful of um, the temporary and permanent damage it can cause, because the hair follicles do not like to be pulled. They want to be treated gently. So it's important to condition the hair, but it's also important to maintain good scalp health and 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 protective um, prote- and protect the follicles that the hair that contains the hair itself.
3: Mm-hmm. wow okay
1: thank you for sharing your story
3: yeah um and you know it's, it's interesting that you're so conscious and in tune with your your hair and your scalp and what's going on with it so that's really cool even now when you say you, you do it yourself even when you do braids you them yourself that's a lot of work but I guess if you want that in result of not, you know, of your, of your hair no longer thinning, then, you know, it's something you got to do. So that's pretty cool.
6: Well, I, I went to your hair. my good. hair right now. Hair. Yes, it's pretty long. I would say it's um, my hair is in a natural state. So it, it coils up really easy. I have uh, what they call C hair. But I guess if I were to blow it out and straighten it, it would be, you know, past my shoulders a bit.
2: Okay.
6: So it, I have the length, but it's very mm. thin. If I were to blow it out, to mm. me, it's like feather. <laughs> it's very thin. It looks thin in its natural state. I mean, it looks thick in its natural state, but in its um, thinner when you're, you know, blowing it out or pressing it or straightening it, it, it it's rather thin. It's not what I, um, what my scalp used to be like. And actually, even when I part my hair, I see I can visualize, I can actually see the thinning of the, um, the hair from the root. Mm. So I, I try not to go to the salons, the, the braiding salons that are heavy with the hands or,
2: mm-hmm.
6: or yeah. I let them know. I have a couple people that I do know that are gentle with my scalp and I try to alternate hairstyles now. So that way I'm not with one hairstyle and I try to limit the pulling on my
3: scalp as much as possible. Mm. That's, cool. what That's really good advice. Yeah. yeah, so um, I will say I've seen your hair online on Facebook, and so I think it's very beautiful. It's very nice, you. and you always, like you said, you're always switching up the styles. I don't know when you post <laughs> something, it's going to be different. I don't know if you work for the CIA
2: uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> or whatever, you know, you catching rushes or something, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, well, that's
6: why I cut my hair. I wanted, you know, the flexibility of um, having fun.
3: Right. You know, and, you know, and I saw, you know, the, you know, the CIA was hiring. I saw that on Indeed. And <laughs> so I was like, had to get this job.
6: <laughs> that could be me.
3: <laughs> right. Well, thanks for calling in, Jody. Yes, we appreciate you, it. Judy. And thanks for sharing your story. Yeah. Enjoy the rest of your day. Okay.
6: You too. You too. Take care now. All right. All
3: right you Bye, too. All right, Jennifer. How are you?
0: Good. I'm glad to be chatting with you all this morning.
3: Yes, thank you for being here. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for being here. Thanks for uh, listening to the podcast.
0: Absolutely. You're welcome.
3: All right. So what's your hair horror story?
0: My horror story is that I am a lover of hair. Not just uh, any hair but your natural god-given hair okay. and as one of the luxuries of uh, being a woman you know god gave us some locks that were either long or short or curly or kinky well i had really good hair that was um pretty lengthy and because maybe i didn't have the the pizzazz in the size you know the smaller size it was always the compliment of, oh, your hair is so beautiful, it's so long. I wish I had your hair. So that made me feel great, of course, because who doesn't want to be envied? (laughs) Um, But then that tragic day happened where I started, you know, not caring for my hair as best as I should have. It had a little bit of damage, but not a whole lot. Um, And so my mom was like, I'm gonna take you to the salon, get your hair done. And um, she's just going to trim your ends and, you know, get your hair back to a, a healthy state so you can go back to taking care of it the right way. And this was like high school. So I'm going to say maybe like 10th grade when this happened. And um, so I went to her salon and it's a home salon. So, you know, you already kind of risk game, but she was a licensed cosmetologist. But when she started cutting my hair, she was like, is yeah, your hair's damaged and she cut and then she cut some more and I don't know how other people feel but sometimes I just feel like when the more you see the hair fall on your shoulder you're ready for her to spin you around in the chair so you can get a glance in the mirror Mm -hmm. and finally when I got that glance in the mirror I was like wait a minute my hair is looking short (laughs) but I was kind of fearful to say how low are you gonna go Cause you know, I'm a teenager,
2: Mm right?
0: Well, when she was finally done and she turned me around, I had a short haircut, like a Jada Pinkett Smith short haircut. And I'm a teenager that had acne. I'm a teenager that was, you know, had weight issues. And you know, sometimes hair help you hide um, uh, things that you don't really like about yourself or your face. Well, now I was totally exposed. I was naked. (laughs) That's how I felt. And I literally didn't know what to say to her because it felt tragic. I lost my hair. (laughs) And she was like, it was really damaged. And so I had to cut it. And, you know, know, it's going to grow back. But how long? I've never had short hair, never had short hair. And when my mom came to pick me up, she was like, oh, you got a haircut. And I said, she said it was damaged. And she was like, oh, you got a haircut. and Because I think she was just a surprise because the next tragedy was going to be me getting home to my dad, who was, you know, who is, he's still to this day. He's very big about hair. Um, and he prefers a woman with her natural hair. He isn't big on short haircuts he isn't big on wearing your hair natural or colored and sure enough when I got home I gave him the sob story (laughs) because at this point it's my mama's fault too daddy (laughs) 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 let's blame everybody right (laughs) but needless to say that was a big change for me because even going back through the um the stage of growing back you had to go through like the mushroom stage then you went to the back is growing um slower than the front and literally it took years to finally get my hair back to where it was yeah. and to a place of where i appreciated you know my hair even the more but what that did was caused me to ask more questions when i go to a salon now so Even my sister, she'll sit in the chair at a salon. She don't ask any questions and she just take what they give them, give her. Well, I'm not a take what they give me anymore. I'm going to ask questions. How much does it cost? Did your prices change today? Because sometimes they play around with the pricing (laughs) on you. Um, You know, if if are you an expert at coloring hair, a trim is different than a haircut. So now I'm very conscientious when I go to a salon, and so at this point, I've been going to my stylist. Once I came to college, I found a lady that was at a, um, a famous hair or hair cuttery that most people might know, and she eventually moved into her own salon. But I've been with her now for over 15 years because she get it. <laughs> she gets it. She's not a fancy stylist. She doesn't do all these you know nice tricks and all this goodness, but she understand the assignment, mm-hmm. wash, yeah. trim, roll a set, an occasional blowout, but don't go overboard, honey. Cause then me, and you might have to break up. <laughs> wow! So that is my hair role, um, but I love hair and the hair of all kinds I love, but my hair, especially, I need to be able to comb, brush, run my fingers through it, shake it if I like. <laughs> <laughs> it's mine we're messy right, right now i have a messy bun so mm-hmm. i don't think y'all want to see that so that's good as a podcast <laughs> no
3: <laughs> messy is messy is in messy is right. in. so you know you never know you might uh i don't know get your lunch paid for that Hello,
2: come on. <laughs> hey, hey. let
3: me go ahead and get that tab right there right. Right, i
2: got you, I got you. I got you. I got you.
3: <laughs> um, going back to your original story about your stylist that cut your hair really short when you were a teenager, uh, my mom has a word for that. It is scissor happy. So, oh
2: yes,
0: <laughs> um, I agree. She's saying that
3: all the time. Hard. Yeah, don't get too, don't get scissor happy. So
0: <laughs> I, think if a, I really do though respect a stylist for their profession. Mm-hmm. And I would prefer sometimes that a stylist would recommend what they think you should have because that's their expertise. Mm-hmm. But then that gives you an option to say, do I want it or I not want it? Cause there right. are times I've sat in the seat and I'm like, what style do you think I should get today? I'm not sure. Well, what's, what kind of um, product should I use on my hair? because it's going through some stages. I'm not sure. Well, this is your craft. Right. (laughs) I work with children. And if somebody asks me for advice about children, I promise you, I can rattle off a number of things that you can try in hopes that something is gonna help you. But if you get a stylist who's just scissor happy, let me know you're gonna be scissor happy. So, and say, hey, I think you should highlight your cheekbones. So we should cut your bangs or frame your face. Mm -hmm, I would be down for that because I'm going to trust the process because I trust you. But when you turn me around and I have a short haircut and no, that's not it. (laughs) Uh
3: -uh. Yeah. So, and that's why it's good that you ask the questions now that you ask. And so Mm -hmm. as you get older, I mean, it's just something, you know, that's a part of life. You ask more questions. Um, And like you said, you're more conscientious about the process and about what can happen if you don't ask those questions? So, you know. Right. Yeah. I'm the same way, like, when I go to my doctor now, I, I got questions. So this little five-minute in and out that y'all used to do when I was, no, that's not happening. <laughs> have a seat, Doc. We got to have a conversation. <laughs>
2: right.
0: And, you know, it would be to a point where you think we've gotten to a more comfortable state where we should ask questions. And it's all in how you ask it, of course.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I told my sister before I got on the call, you remember that time that the stylist did this to you and you didn't say anything? And she was like, well, it just happened to me on Thursday. The stylist cut my hair. Okay. She was like, and that's not what I asked for. But I took it because that's what she gave me. I'm like, you hadn't learned anything yet.
3: Right. So she grown.
0: Yeah, she grown grown.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, hopefully she listens to this episode. Right. And it reminds her for next time she goes to get her head. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let me like ask some questions. Is.
0: And let me tell you, when I think about now how much women are paying for hair, you have to almost believe it to be an investment, that right, you true. have to more or less get what you want, Right. because I I see now on Instagram more stylists that are putting up statements about clients shouldn't get upset because we have to raise our prices. Well, if I sit in your chair week after week, wouldn't it be nice that you just mention that you're going to have to raise the price because products are more expensive. And the next time you come, the cost is going to be more, but don't surprise me on the day of my visit and be like, Oh, I had to do a $30 increase. What? Right.
3: Please. I need
0: to, I need to know that. I mean, people budget for this kind of stuff. They plan for it. Um. Right. And so, and then most times when you get in the car after you did the salon, you look in the mirror and you're like, this is not what I asked for
3: right
0: (laughs) and And then you you go and you start restyling your hair because sometimes they really uh, just don't ever get it
3: right and you just spent a hundred plus dollars for something like yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -mm -mm. yeah we could talk all day jennifer
2: right (laughs) (laughs) look when when y'all
0: get me started and asia knows that when i get started on a good topic i'm like come on just heckle the preaching
3: yeah, I promise
0: I'm only telling the truth. Oh
1: goodness!
3: Before I let you go, uh, it's and just I'm just throwing here. It's not just ladies spend a lot on the hair. I, guys too, because like I have locks and lock retwisting and styling can get expensive. So just throwing that in, guys too, guys too.
0: I get a good laugh out of that one too when you send see men folks whose hair didn't quite go right. Yeah, and so I'm sorry for that tragedy because. <laughs> there's nothing to hide some
3: of that <laughs> no right yeah exactly. you can't put like, a ladies, scarf
0: on it right
3: <laughs> exactly that's exactly what i was gonna say like y'all can put like a little scarf on and the little head wraps and stuff and go to work and it's cool i cannot do that at work Look, my my, my manager be like look take that off your head or you can go home so, right. so i can't get yeah. away with that like y'all can okay. <laughs> yeah I'm,
0: I'm sorry yeah Exactly. <laughs> well, hopefully, that, some stylists out there, men and women stylists of all kinds, will be listening to get some do's and don'ts and tips of what we like and don't like.
3: Right. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, have a conversation with your customers.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's because right, it honestly is a relationship. Exactly. That is just like yeah. going to my gynecologist. Mm-hmm. I'm trusting you with some valuable stuff. Right.
2: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Thank you,
0: Jennifer, for sharing. <laughs> You're welcome. Anytime. I love it. Can't wait to hear it. All
2: right. Yes. Thanks, right, Have a good
0: care. day
3: you All right. Y'all too. All right. <laughs> all right bye.
1: So our next, our next friend of the show is Sarah. Hi, Sarah.
5: Hi, how are you?
1: Good, how are you?
5: Doing very well today. Good. Well, well let talk about my hair.
1: Okay, let's jump right in then. So give me some of your hair woes.
5: Um, I'm surprised I have any hair left on my head. I have really? used my hair across my life. Holy I, I um, had my first Afro, I guess, during the '70s. I think the year after I graduated from college, '67. So on and off, I had an Afro for probably 15 years or so, and then the Jerry Curl came in. Oh, the Jerry Curl!
1: <laughs> I had a Jerry Curl, so I know the steps. <laughs> Whoa.
5: Well.
3: I did not
1: There's know that. That's a, a story for another day. <laughs>
3: okay, all
5: right. <laughs> this is new information for me. Sarah, no, continue, anyway.
2: continue. Go ahead.
5: <laughs> so I went, you know, when I first got an Afro, everybody wanted a big Afro. So I grew it out. Then I went to have it trimmed and the barber cut my hair down to an inch. Oh, goodness. And I said, I hate this. He said, come back to me. In a week, you'll feel differently about it. And in a week I came back because it was so simple to manage with it that short. So I went from a big Afro to a short Afro. And um, back and forth, I kept going because I stopped going to a beauty shop and started going to a barber shop because I got the easiest, cheapest cut in a barber shop. So I kind of went through that and then I went into the Jerry curl. And part of the reason is that my hair is soft and fine and nobody would put a permanent in it when everybody else was getting permanents. They would say, oh, we're not going to do that. Your hair will fall out of you try to be suing me. So I was only using the hot comb on my hair. So when relaxers finally got gentle enough, I started relaxing. it. And then you go through all these periods with hair. I've written a long essay about hair, how women You can find how a woman is doing by what her hair looks like. Mm
2: -hmm. It's not
5: just what you do in the morning. It's how the hair works in general for you. So I've done all kinds of things to my hair. And I can remember when um, it was my husband who encouraged me to go natural. I didn't realize so many women had gone back natural. Well, I went natural in the sense that I allowed my hair to be gray back in my 40s, wow! but I decided that I wanted to change it up. It's this desiring women to change their hair, not just that you wanted to change the color. So I went gray, then I transitioned back and dyed it, and then I dyed it again, and I messed it up, and I had blonde hair. Oh my goodness. So, the, either the chemicals interacted, you know. So, I was still relaxing my hair. It was gray, but I was still relaxing it. And I actually became fully natural, meaning gray and unchemically treated by accident. Okay. I was going on vacation in um, 2018 and I was going to relax my hair just before we left on vacation because we were going to Aruba and I'd be swimming and all these other things. I wanted my hair nicely ready for it.
2: Mm
5: -hmm. Mind you, I'm great. So I bought new relaxer and didn't read the box. They had changed the formula and I was afraid to put it in the night before I went on vacation. So I said, well, nobody will know me there. I'll just put on a baseball hat. So I went and we were gone two weeks. And when I came back, more and more of my natural hair had grown in. The relax was just on the end. And I would roll the ends. And I'm like, oh, this isn't so bad. Maybe I'll see how this is going. So for two more weeks, I didn't do anything. Okay. By the end of it, I decided I like this. So I went and found a hair curler that just curled the ends that were still relaxed and began to let my hair grow out. So that's kind of was the journey how I went from being gray and relaxed to being gray and natural. And I had always said to people that I was willing to be gray but I wasn't willing to be gray and nappy at the same time.
1: (laughs) Oh no, (laughs) you gotta embrace it, you gotta embrace it.
5: And you know what, I did. And what surprised me was how comforting it felt. You know, we talk about hair as a sense of empowerment, how we do it. I think that as women of color, we're not afraid to pull our hair back off our face. I don't care if we get, we got a big forehead or not. We were, right. we're willing to go ahead and be who we are with that. Right. Yeah. And for me, it's just been a journey. And I've always said along the way, well, you know, it's only hair. However, when you're in your bathtub and your only hair is falling out in the bathtub and floating around with strands, it's Mm -hmm. a bit unnerving and I've had that happen too.
1: Well, thank you for sharing your story.
3: And it was good to get a full circle story uh, because you went from like the Afro in the back in the day and then you went through the whole line of styles to the jerry curl to back to the afro again <laughs> so it's been uh, a full Bit circle story. Yep.
2: yeah yeah
5: well, one one of the good things about this full circle part is coming back to the afro at this point in my life i'm mm-hmm. 75 years old oh, wow. and yeah. what i've discovered that is, is that my hair is different now
2: mm, i was gonna and ask you about goes,
5: that the texture changes mm, okay but I've got more hair now than I did when I was relaxing it. So I began to realize that I was abusing it. That's why it wasn't growing thick and long. And I actually um, feel as if this is who I am at this stage in my life. When I first started going gray, people would stop me and go, oh, you're just so brave. And I'm like, no, I'm tired of dyeing my hair. <laughs> right. So at this point, I don't want to dye it. I don't want to relax it. I actually never have days when I say, oh, I want to relax my hair again. Mm-mm. This is who I am at 75. And I'm really pleased that I've got this much hair because as I said, as abusive as I've been to my hair, I'm surprised at 75 that I still got hair on my head. So I'm <laughs> pleased with I have. I think
3: it's just a, a testament to the resilience of just the genes of Black people, how as much abuse, as you call it, that you've done over the years, that it's still it's back strong and beautiful. Because uh, we're looking at you right now. And like I said, mm-hmm. it
2: beautiful. is a beautiful
3: gray Afro. And it's, it's, it's nice, and it's big, and it's full. Uh, and it's very beautiful.
5: Well, the good part about this is I do a lot of um, public speaking. I am I do a lot of zooms. I do a lot of stuff. I can get up and look at my hair in the mirror and go, I got 20 minutes. <laughs> I can get dressed, throw some product and water in my hair, fluff through it, mm-hmm. and go straight on to the stage. Right I not have done that. I don't worry about my hair. It's, and every day it won't look like this. There are days when it's curlier, than you know, the day you wash it.
2: Mm-hmm. Right
5: and condition it, you've got these nice little curls in your hair, but you've got this teeny weeny afro. Right. Yeah. But as time passes and you keep combing, you get a full fluffed 1970s afro look. <laughs> so as I said, I, I, I'm not a retro person. I'm, I'm kind of with the period of time,
2: mm-hmm. but I
5: realize my face is what it is and my hair is what it is. So the rest right. of the world can just Take it as it is. Amen.
3: Question for you. So uh, back in the 70s, the Afro was a little more, uh, this is more of a social question than really about hair itself. But of course, and I think you know where I'm about to go with this. In the 70s, the Afro was more of a social consciousness statement of like black power and black identity. Do you feel, it has that same type of identity today now that you know the natural is back and people are moving away from the perms and relaxers and that kind of thing. So I guess my question is, how do you, do you feel that there's a difference between the Afro in the 1970s and now?
5: I think it began as a political statement. Angela Davis was the role model for all of us
2: mm-hmm. and
5: it was purely political But once you started doing it, it changed how you felt about yourself. It wasn't just a political statement. It was this sense of the self. And I think that it became a statement to whites in the world that that person is enlightened. And I think that it frightened people. I can tell you that I can remember the first day that I went out with an Afro. I got out of the shower, dried my hair, phoned it, and got dressed and went to the bus stop to get to work to my job. And for the first time in my life, I'm dressed up going to a job, and I'm not standing there feeling my edges trying to see if they're (laughs) laying down.
1: Oh, goodness.
5: (laughs) I felt beautiful. It was part of the Black is Beautiful kind of movement. Mm. And yes, I felt beautiful. I had found a style that worked for me. I wasn't trying to part it and get bangs and figure out how long it was and was it curled under and was it shriveling up in the heat. I didn't have to worry about those, I felt beautiful. However, when I got a job in Baltimore City Hall working as a legislative reference librarian, I went to visit my sister in Newark. This was after Newark had burned and everybody was putting braids in their hair. And I took my niece to get her hair braided and the woman braided my hair. So I leave my job in white Baltimore City Hall, a regular person with their hair straightened and whatever, and come back with braids. When I walked into the town hall, city hall that day, I could have come in with a Black power sign and flag the way people were looking at me. It was a political statement to them. And I couldn't understand because I just gone on vacation and got my hair braided. I didn't see it as a political statement, mm-hmm. but I think that it's almost like a badge. I think that it's saying that I will not kowtow to your standard of what's beautiful for me. So in essence, yes, that's a political statement. You know, they say the Everybody says, well, I'm not involved in politics. Well, you know, the bread you eat is a political statement because of who made it and where you buy it and which, how many grains you got in it and all these other different things. So yes, hair has become a political statement and yes, it still is. When we look at the issues of young girl working in a department store is told that her braids are not in keeping with the standards of the company. Mm. And she says, that's not right. And they go to bat and the company apologizes, tries to rehire her. Mm -hmm. So people are realizing that it's just one avenue of dissent about who we are and what we should be doing and how we should cut out to standards that are not our standards. They're cultural standards that have been imposed on us to the point where we think we wanna be a part of that. And I really feel that women like change. It's like nobody ever wants to wear the same clothes. I don't, I don't have clothes anymore that are 50 years old. My clothes tend to be the kinds of things that I see and like that appeal to me that'll fit to my body type. But mm-hmm. those are the only choices that I make. It's for me, it's what works for me. And I think that this whole hair thing needs to be recognized as it's just for you. Nobody ever thinks of a white person doing it here, it's political. All right. right, exactly. You know, you can diet, you can do whatever, nobody thinks it's political. Why would it be associated with being political with black folks? It becomes a sign. It's one of those things where you step up and say, I want to do this and I'm going to do it because it's what I want. It's not what you tell me I should do and should be like. Mm-hmm. All right.
3: I wish we <laughs> could get into that more and deeper because right. <laughs> uh, that is such it's a it's a deeper story and i would love mm-hmm. to get into it and it just i would just say real quickly you know it's a it's an indication of just how powerful we can be and we really are as black people when something as simple as changing our hair uh elicits fear in other people is like, oh, who's the
5: guy? <laughs> let, uh, me, let me close with this. Uh-huh. Yes, it is a very powerful people that we are. Uh-huh. And I think that the fear is that once we begin to recognize the power and allow it to expand and coalesce into a whole movement of people, that's the most frightening thing in the world. Absolutely.
2: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this yeah. is like
5: don't let
3: them get started right exactly exactly thank you Sarah I appreciate we appreciate you being yes, here and joining us and telling your stories um again uh I wish we could uh, go further and get deeper uh I just finished uh Asada Shakur's book um her autobiography Asada so I know we could get into that and a whole bunch of other stuff but um we appreciate you being here and giving us thank
5: you. you for having me and i'm yeah. glad you went to my website and read that piece it was too long <laughs> to put did. in the box with the
2: question <laughs>
5: <laughs> i maintain that website just for a record so that people i don't say go buy the book it's like go to the internet and read and i yeah. put it on there so a lot of my things are there so
3: all right enjoy yeah. your weekend well that thank was you for great. asking me
5: again and good luck with this show it's wonderful to have a place to go to for answers and to share your stories and to be empowered and to recognize all these things uh, thank you for doing this we need to talk more about all the things that go on in our lives that we think are just personal for us but they have a broader meaning
3: for a whole group of people. All right, Sarah. All, All right. right yeah. a Candy. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a conversationalist. I'm a chatter. If yes. You know, uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> but
1: it's it Especially... like a closer, but you're good because you know how you listen to, listen to the story, you interpret it, and you are able to spit it back out you know what I mean like that's a good listener I'm a nerd. that's
2: what it is no it's not no that's,
1: that's good that's how you're supposed to that's how you know if you've learned something or not when you can listen, listen to it and be able to teach it to somebody else
3: that's true so. exactly because I used to tutor actually and uh, and that really helped me out in my actual classes when I was tutoring so uh so yeah you're absolutely right that's exactly what that does but um we're we're talking a little bit off air, and I was saying that I could, I feel like I could talk to Sarah all day because yes. I love history and I love, uh, and like I said, you know, I just finished Asada Shakir's book. I'm reading one of Angela Davis's book right now. Um, she has, you know, of course, she has uh, multiple books out, in um, that whole social justice, uh, political. All of that uh, is really, really, really interesting to me. Um, mm-hmm. Some of my favorite classes in, in college were my African-American studies class. I think only took like two, but still there was some really, really great classes. Um, but that's not what we're talking about today. Uh, we're talking about <laughs> hair horror stories. Yes. Um, but everybody had great stories. So, they um, did. Yeah. So thank you, Fatima, Jodi, Jennifer, and Sarah for being here, for joining us um and we had a couple of people who chimed in on the Facebook, Facebook.
2: Group. Mm-hmm.
3: yeah so
2: I
1: think Nicole said when she was younger she had a perm put in um it stayed in too long and it, and, and she ended up with bald spots Ooh. and so uh, now she's been natural for years
3: good for you yeah. Nicole yeah. Jai said when I was young and got a curl yep It was a cut way too short, and you know, fresh curls went. I'm sorry, let me start over. When I was young and got a curl, and it was cut way too short, and you know, fresh curls were tight when first done, I felt like I looked like a boy.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: (laughs) Well, I'm sorry, Jai. Well, but you know what? Maybe dad was happy about that because that means no boys were hitting you.
1: Good way to flip it, Charles. Good way I'm to flip just- it. <laughs> <laughs> a little
3: fast so, little boys, leave my daughter alone. Okay.
1: <laughs> well, Latanya says her worst experience was getting highlights about 20 years ago. She had a, uh, it was her regular stylus. She had color and set. I'm sorry, she had a set color. And when her hair came out, it was looking blonde and brassy. She said she's very conservative. So that was not the look that she was going for. And she was walking around with blonde hair. Hmm. (laughs) Oh,
3: Not quite what she was looking for. Um, No. um, Sorry. All right. Lashonda said, uh, I'm on my starter locks and washed it. I washed it five weeks. Uh, I managed to retwist it, but not really. (laughs) So Latanya, I mean, sorry, Lashonda is figuring out the whole lock thing. Yeah. Uh, you got to leave it in for a little while when you first start uh, so that your roots can start locking a little bit. So no, not even the roots. I'm sorry. It locks at the end first. At least that's what mine did. And so I remember when I started my locks, um, they were probably in about two months, about eight weeks. And then when I washed them, there were these little balls on the end of all the little locks where it had started locking. And uh, since then. so it didn't, so the little twist didn't come out. So yeah, it's, it's a learning process, so we wish you the best with that. Um, right. Thanks everybody for your stories and for chiming in on the Facebook page. Uh, and finally, what you got? We have eight tips. This is I found this on. I don't even know how to say the, the name of this website. Uh, John John Tomas J O N T O M A S dot com a okay. blog. It says eight tips to find your, find a hairstylist you love. All right. So tip number one, ask for recommendations. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: Word of mouth is one of the best marketing tools, marketing tools for a reason. You'll gain feedback from those you trust most, your friends and family. uh, But you can even gain a good referral from someone you don't know. So that's a good tip. Ask for recommendations. Um, Look through social media. I'm sorry. Tip number two: look through social media. Everybody has a Facebook, Instagram page now. Uh, particularly stylists. So, that's and true. if they don't, that's a red flag. Uh, <laughs> that means red
1: flags. Red flags.
3: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that means they're not on the, the latest and greatest. They're not on top of you know technology. So yeah, uh, uh, that doesn't mean they don't that they're not necessarily good. But still, you know, you want somebody who's modern. Um, It's easier to find an awesome hairstylist now than it ever was. Why? Because of the prevalence of social media. You can search salons near you and read their reviews. Salons even post pictures of their clients' hair on their social media channels. Before your appointment, you could even follow the salon or even the stylist on social media. Stylists use social media platforms such as Instagram to promote their services. They will post pictures of their clients and their hairstyles. Social media is not only a good place to read reviews, see a stylist work, and connect with them, you can gauge their hairstyling skills and see if this stylist is right for you. So I think that's a good tip. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: Number three, find reviews. Social media isn't the only place you can read salon reviews. Yelp, Google Maps, other online sources offer review pages for different salons. This is particularly helpful if you can't find salons on social media or haven't gotten any referrals referrals from friends. Um, I'll jump in uh, where... Also, if you move, you know, um, right. like, like when you move to Atlanta, I don't know if you knew mm-hmm. people who already lived yeah. there, but okay, I got to get my hair done and rent it eventually. Exactly. Um, yeah, so I know, you know, when I first moved to Charlotte, I, the only person that knew there was my sister, and you know, she wasn't natural, so she couldn't really recommend anybody right. for me, and so I had to find, I had to figure it out. Um, tip number four: visit their website um uh, kind of along the lines of you know the online thing mm-hmm. um so, so go to their website yep because mm-hmm. again they're going to post pictures and things like that <clears throat> search your service are you looking for are you finding a lot of great hairstyles but aren't finding the one that fits your hairstyle you need to search it in google different hairstyles special different hairstylists specialize in different services so that's a good tip and you all you also can kind of you know uh, get very specific, you can look for this hairstyle in this city. So, and then probably some stylists who specialize in that or using those keywords will come up, you know, or whatever. So tip number six, uh book a simple service. Let them do something easy first. <laughs> <laughs> they can do something hard. Now that you found a hairstylist you're considering, it's time to book an appointment. But should you go right to that neon purple hair dye? Instead, book these simple services. A blowout, a trim, or even cutting your bangs are simple services that any stylist can master. By doing this, you're gauging their skill and their personality. Maybe that stylist is talented, but maybe they're mean and you don't like the salon. So I think that's a good tip. You know, if you book something simple and they got attitude or not good customer service mm-hmm. or even if they're like real expensive, but that real simple thing is, okay, this right. is, you know, $100. I don't want to... Right. <laughs> right. So, yeah, that's a good, good way to gauge uh, if this is somebody you want to make your stylist. So if you want to just take this, you know, $50 loss or whatever um, and be like, okay, now I know. And move on. Um, find your favorite product. Have you ever searched for your favorite salon quality hair product? And the product's website has a feature called Find Salon Near You. This is a great, this is another great way to find the stylist you'll love and have a convenient way to buy your favorite hair products. Okay. And last but not least, tip number eight, trust your gut. Um, This term is cliche, but it's true. Trust your gut. The super chic and expensive salon might not be all it's cracked up to be. That stylist everyone raves about may not use good products or be a mean person. If your gut says the, the salon is bad, your gut is probably right. If you pass by a salon and you have a good feeling, walk in and inquire about the service. Of course, you know, this also um, applies to barbershops uh, for guys who, you know, just, or for ladies who go to barbershops. I mean, barbershops and salons are, you know, in the same vein. And... Uh, there's some things that we like, certain things we don't like. Um, Yes, we want to get, you know, a good stylist and people who who knows how to do our hair, but we also, Mm -hmm. I think the environment is also important. Um, I know when I used to work in the shop, uh, the owner had a no profanity policy, and so you can't just come in and cussing up a storm. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of his clientele were like a lot of local pastors, and because I think he was like a deacon or something at his church, and so um, he was really into, you know, really uh, involved in the uh, religious community locally and so uh, a lot of these people came to his shop and got their haircut so he didn't want everybody in there just cussing up and storm <laughs> um and that, that may be, be a thing yeah. right and that may be a thing for you too you want a certain type of environment maybe you bring your kids with you or something yeah. i know with covid you know we're not really bringing you know kids with us anymore right now um but you know there might be a certain particular uh environment you're looking for or you know sometimes they're in there playing playstation and getting all hyped up about that and there's a lot of things that go on in shops nowadays so <laughs> so you got to look for something that fits you so these are just some tips that might help you i'll post this uh in the show notes so that um yeah so that you can get you guys can see them. i know i said earlier i didn't have a story
1: <laughs> oh you, f- you thought i want to
3: it's not really it's still again it's not really a hair whoa (laughs) not really it's just somebody didn't do my hair great so and but it did lead me to create a rule and that rule was got to be natural to get in my hair um so back in the day
1: (laughs) that's a good one yeah yeah you'll know that you you've had this similar experiences that i've had so You being natural knows that you should know how to do my natural. I got you.
3: Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Also, being a guy, I think I was, I don't know, I was in my mid-20s, 25, 26, something like that. And uh, I I learned to skate. I didn't learn to skate as a kid. And I learned as an adult. And so there was a skating rink that had, like, adult skating on Sunday nights. And so uh, I met a girl there. Uh, you, You just meet people. It's other... Young people and you are skating. Anyway, I met a girl who she introduced herself or whatever. She was cute, Aww. and <laughs> <laughs> so she's, oh yeah, I'm a hairstylist. Blah like, blah. You should let me twist your locks. So I was like, all right, cool. I'll let you do it. uh Because right. at the time, my locks were still young. Uh, I didn't have a specific person that you know I let do them. I was just kind of. Okay. I had a girl who would do them, but. You know, it wasn't like I was like committed to. it. I was like, okay, well, she, maybe she could do it, or whatever. And plus, she's cute. Okay. Maybe it'll right. lead other things. You never <laughs> know.
1: <it>. So, <laughs> anyway, it's two steps ahead, i see it, child.
3: Right. So, I let her do my hair. It was okay. Just there was nothing okay. I couldn't have done myself. Um, uh-huh. And also back then, yeah, my locks were really pretty short, and so I was I would twist them sometimes myself because it was like it was short enough I could do it myself. Now they're too long. Um, but back then, you know, I could do my hair, my own hair in like an hour or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, yeah, it's okay. So I was a little disappointed in her work, but that taught me number one. Like I said, she wasn't natural. So it kind of like, okay, you gotta be natural to do my hair yeah. because you, so you know what you're doing. And so yeah. you are familiar with natural hair. The second thing, don't let somebody don't, don't choose a, a stylist based on chase and tail. don't do that that's not a good idea so (laughs) so for the fellas yeah don't don't do that it's not a good move fortunately she didn't mess it up or anything she just didn't do like a great great job so that's my hair whoa
1: are there a lot of male males that actually do twisting of locks
3: uh there are there was one uh, one guy twisted my locks one time and the reason i didn't go to him because i meant to go to him i was going to someone else but when i got to my appointment she was full i guess maybe an appointment ran over and there was another guy who worked in the shop and she was like, okay i'm gonna let him twist He like he she was like he works here he's really good and he did he did a great job um but of course she was my stylist back then so um, he was just kind of you know picking up me for her uh, but he did a good job and um, I guess there are guys who do yeah you know what there's a guy who goes who works at um the shop I used to go to and the reason I used to go to, not because I left because anything was wrong but it was because my style is moved and so but yeah there's a guy in there um this guy uh named Mitchell and he does great and uh he's a cool guy he knows his stuff um he just never twisted my hair because like I said, my stylist, uh I had a stylist and um I left there because she moved. So I just followed her to her new shop. But <laughs> uh but yeah, there are guys out there who twist who retwist locks. So I don't have a bias against guys or anything. No, not really. long um, as you know what you're doing. And, Cause and and Mitchell has locks and so and he's he's excellent. He's excellent. I don't remember, I can't remember his last name, but uh Mitch is cool, he does his thing.
1: Shout out to Mitchell. Shout out to Mitch.
3: <laughs> All right, Asia, any final, final thoughts?
1: It was a good episode. Halloween mm-hmm. horrors. Some of some of them were funny. Some of them were literally horror stories.
2: Um,
1: yeah. Life is a journey. So mm-hmm. things happen. You go up, you go down, you lose some hair, you grow back. Mm-hmm. Um, you
2: yeah,
1: know, you, can just, back. You, can, you can bounce back. You can bounce back.
3: And now we have things, you know, they're wigs, they're half wigs, they're yeah. cutting it all off starting over i mean you have options so
2: <laughs>
3: and i think the, the i think the takeaway that i hope a lot of people take away from this episode is that you can come back you can bounce mm-hmm. back um yeah, just like yeah, you know yeah. fatima said just like everybody who's who's who was cold who called in today said you know they all bounced back uh in various ways um even you know um i'm sorry sarah i was trying to think of the last lady's name uh you know she. Hey, she's 75 and still rocking it. So
2: yes.
3: you will bounce back. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. I know, you know, you don't want to go to work tomorrow because <laughs> yeah, it's messed up, but we'll figure it out and, you know, it'll be okay. And like I said, back in episode one, uh, when I re- when I grew my locks, I, I it helped me realize that I'm more than my hair. I'm more than just what I look like. And so, uh, so the same goes for you. You're more than what you look like. You're more than your hair. Yes, just always messed you up, or you messed yourself up, or your friend. Uh, like you know, don't let age dye your hair. No. Um,
1: so. <laughs> I can dye it one time, but then my highlights—you gotta. That's all you, honey.
3: <laughs> it will be okay. I know we're going into the holiday season with Thanksgiving, Christmas, and Kwanzaa uh, coming up soon. Make sure your hair is, is cool, and if it's not, it's all right. Um,
1: but it's 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 the season. So if it's not cool, you could cover it <laughs> and get away with it. This is true. Only. This is true with the you
3: cool know, weather. You, could,
1: you know, wear the scarf. You could wear the other head wraps and things like that. Yeah, it's the season for it. It's getting a little right. chilly.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: There you go. You can make this work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I got um, I have a little ball spot at the top of my head. I didn't think about that until oh. just now. I, I know I've had it for years. Okay. And um, I think it was—I really think it was from like a wingworm, like when I was younger, mm. in my head, and it just never really grew back. And it's not terrible; it's a—it's real small, probably smaller than the dime. Um, mm. they're really at the top, but you know, hey, you just, you just do what you do. Yeah, on this side, it on that side. Sometimes I'll, sometimes I'll show it. Um,
3: okay. hopefully, does. But- all spot. will go away. If not, I don't know, maybe Asia. see a dermatologist or something. <laughs> <laughs> they get that fixed yeah. up for you. Um, Alright, guys. That's our show today.
1: Yes, that's our show.
3: Yes, it's been a great show. Um, thank you, Asia. Let me, let me shout Asia directly. Shout out to Asia. What I did? You did this. So, <laughs> so y'all, Asia put this whole show together. She did everything. She reached out to people. She made phone calls. She DMed people. Uh this is her idea. She did all of this. So shout out to Asia for all Thank your you. hard work. And um, follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at AfrosLotsBiz. And you can join us on the Facebook group. It is to go to groups and Facebook and look for... Afro's Locks and Biz FB Group, or our business page is Afro's Locks and Biz. Just do a search for it. It you know, will pop right up. You'll see our logo. Um, leave us a review uh, in Apple Podcasts and tell your friends. <clears throat> uh, tell your friends, anyone who might enjoy the show, share it. You know, you can hit that little share button uh, on your phone, your, your app, and send it to, hey, I thought you might like this, this episode. Uh, and, you know, send it share it um and then you know like i said give us send us a review shoot us a send us a message DMS, and we want to hear what you think we want to hear what you think we know you guys are listening so you guys hit me directly <laughs> <laughs> the ones that know me you're texting hey y'all was a great show yeah put it in the thing Yeah, we want other people to
1: <laughs> don't be shy
3: <laughs> but we appreciate you guys for listening Thanks, so um Everybody have a great week. Everybody have a great, safe Halloween. Don't eat too much candy. Um, And uh, we will see you guys next time.
1: And in the words of Don Cornelius, love, peace, and (laughs) And soul. soul.